everybody. Welcome to Talking Heartland. This is the show where we're talking about back episodes of the Heartland TV show. And today we are finishing up season 12 and we're just doing two episodes today. So it's a little different. Uh, it is episodes 10 and 11 and I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. Michelle's here. Hey everyone. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. <laughs> I, I think I... Explain it to Rachel. I think we've been through the wars a little bit. We're both um, a little under the weather, but we're happy to talk about Heartland. <laughs> well, I feel like I gave you my my uh, cold that I had last week. Uh, now, now you're the one sick. I gave it through the airways. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I think, yeah, just saying to Rachel, we should not get sick the rest of the year. I think yeah. we, <laughs> we've reached our quota yeah. and been sick. <laughs> right that's right well i'm glad that you're uh, nearing the end of it and feeling uh feeling uh, somewhat better so that's good yeah uh, but uh but these were pretty good episodes i thought what did, what do you think overall yeah these were fantastic um this is easily like one of the best seasons heartlands put out um uh-huh. you know it's a lot of factors but yeah i would say having just the, the sort of limited amount of episodes, you know, just 11 this time. Um, but it feels like they've just stripped it all sort of back and they're telling, um, well, they told really personal stories. Um, you know, having sort of characters like Will sort of come in and out of the season, it, it was just done so perfectly. Yeah. Um, so that when this storyline hit, it, it hit at the perfect time and it hit us, us all in, in the way that it did. Um, and the look storyline, like I feel like everything oh. this season has just been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think especially this first episode uh, is is kind of peak Heartland. It's a really mm-hmm. strong episode. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we've got the most peak Heartland episodes within a season. Yeah, <laughs> with this one in a while, it's been sort of, you know, we've been very lucky in that every sort of bunch of episodes that we've talked about, we've had one of these like really like heart-wrenching episodes yeah I feel like if you don't like episode 10 this just not the show for you this it it is it does kind of everything that you want out of heartland episode it's the best one since um Georgie confronting the the drunk driver episode Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's certainly like in terms of acting as well, it's certainly the one that sort of stands out the most since that episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called All Hearts Lead Home. And the little summary is just the family searches for ways to cope with its grief after getting devastating news. And this was all handled very well. You have Doreen uh, coming uh, to the house and uh, and we find out that Will has passed away, Will Vernon, who's been, you know, a very important part of the show. And I like the fact they've included the Christmas m- m- movie uh, in uh, when they were talking about it. That uh, And Will says, I, I would have died there, but you brought back my family and my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's sort of the perfect character to do this. Um, you know, it's sad mm-hmm. to lose him. Um, but just thinking of the journey and the way that he's, you know, affected so many of the characters, um, especially Amy and Ty, um, it, it's sort of the perfect character to do this with, even though it is, you know, brutal um, and yeah. hard to watch. Um, it's just masterful storytelling to use a character like this. Yeah. And it starts out with Amy teaching Georgie how to do the Liberty training mm-hmm. the liberty work and the the thing i guess about that is i feel like they just kind of ignored the like eating disorder kind of part of it mm-hmm. um and that we didn't really get like a satisfying conclusion about that part of the story yeah it feels like if, if especially if georgie's you know going to be going to Europe then she would have you know a support system put in place and and you know that's not something that would just disappear um that mentality that that might be very easy to slip into again 
Mm -hmm. um, and especially if she's headed to a more competitive environment, you would think that she would have things in place. Um, yeah. But yeah, it feels another thing of Heartland, you know, as great as they are at, at telling these amazing stories, a lot of times when they go for the more sort of hard-hitting stories, they tend to just sort of skirt around the edges. Um, so they don't fully go into like an eating disorder. Um, and then in our, ex our next episode with Luke's mum, we don't fully explore um, the idea of mental illness. We right. just sort of touch on it. Um, and I can understand, you know, they have to sort of, you know, I, I, I'm not really sure what the, the, the guidelines are for the networks that they're on, but it feels like they sort of have to play it a little bit safe. Um, yeah, it feels a little bit like that with, with this storyline with Georgie. Yeah, I mean, they say, well, Georgie needs to take a step back where there's no competition. Uh, mm -hmm. And, but the thing is, is that she was, she always kind of had, had a step back. You know, it's not like she uh, was letting it kind of, it's not like she, she was somebody who was li living at like a training camp and like completely mm -hmm. consumed with, you know, trying to get to the Olympics. Like, Mm -hmm. she already had a pretty pretty relaxed at least it seems like to me um mm -hmm. and so she's putting all of this pressure on herself to, yeah. to to lose weight uh but uh, so i think just having less competition isn't necessarily the the solution i don't know you need to yeah. do you need to get to the heart of of she she needs to understand what is actually like healthy for her body and mm -hmm. uh and good needs to get some some help in that regard i would yeah. say yeah yeah it definitely yeah. seems like they would have sort of you know a counselor or you know a sports yeah. therapist or you know someone along that line of you know helping her um yeah because it get like you said it is very internal um as all coming from her uh -huh. So it feels like something that she's going to have to sort of, that she would have to sort of work through um, with someone. Um, it's not something that's going to, you know, fix itself or be helped or hindered by any sort of composition or, you know, whatever direction she chooses. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So we also have Tim that uh, is, uh, has moved his RV to Heartland property. <laughs> That's very annoying to Jack. <laughs> yeah, that RV was never seen when it was. <laughs> it was always going to make its way back. Right. Uh, and uh, and then that's when Doreen shows up and they they because he's going to he was going to Jack was going to meet up with Will at the fishing uh, at the fishing house and mm -hmm. fishing cabin and uh doreen shows up and as soon as you see that guitar you know oh no yeah yeah it was such a, a good way of doing that um you know it wasn't you know it, it very much suited his character and even just like they're not having that because I, I really felt like in the episode we were going to have like a memorial service or but then not having that it felt again very much in fitting with who will was he wouldn't have wanted a big fuss. He wouldn't have wanted, you know, he just wanted to be with his horses. Yeah, and it was very poetic that they mm -hmm. have him, he died uh, by the fence watching his horses. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. And uh, I think that you have some really nice scenes in this episode with Will and Jack and... Mm -hmm. Uh, their their kind of connection and friendship and chemistry uh, is lovely, very well done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's not often you sort of see male friendship, um, especially at this stage in life, represented mm -hmm. on TV. Um, so I thought that was very well done, you know, that they allowed Jack to be as emotional and as, you know, vulnerable yeah. as he was. Um yeah, you don't think, often see that type of relationship on TV. Yeah, I think Sean does a really good job 
uh, in these scenes. Mm-hmm. He's he's asked a lot to do a lot in this episode, but it really really works. Um, and it does seem like Will would be the type of person who wouldn't want yeah a funeral, wouldn't mm-hmm. want people mourning over over him. So that felt legit. Um, so they get the invitation for Mitch's wedding. And Lou uh, is kind of struggling with that. And uh, and she tells Maya she's going to be bringing Fred <laughs> to the wedding. <laughs> I was hoping to see Fred again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's too bad. No more talk about grocery stores. Uh, but uh, but then Mitch says, uh, well, Lou says, why would you want me at the wedding? Uh, and it's, it is a little bit weird because it's not, they never even really dated. And yeah, they act, they so... they're acting like they had this like long relationship and it was like, they yeah. went on like two dates and kissed yeah, a couple it times. Like... <laughs> it feels like Mitch is more on that wavelength of like, well, you know, we weren't a thing for very long and, you know, we're friends now. Um, whereas Lou de- <clears throat> definitely gives the air of it being um, a lot more serious than what it was. And, you know, she's obviously, ca- you know, harboring um, her feelings and what have you. But mm-hmm. it- it's such a difficult thing on TV of like, I was so frustrated with Mitch of letting the the wedding get to this point when he clearly wasn't, <laughs> you know, from everybody's standpoint, he just wasn't you know where he should be um you know he he definitely didn't want to be married he definitely you know I, I feel like he wanted it for himself as opposed to actually wanting it um so yeah it's just you know Maya who you know a character that we you know only met briefly but you still feel sort of bad for <laughs> the woman that's yeah. sort of left in the lurch that to make way for this relationship that again has been so on and off and I think you know especially for me personally like they sort of lost me a little bit so it's hard to sort of root for um you know Maya being left at the altar or you know the wedding being called off or yeah it's just it's, it's uncomfortable viewing yeah well and it's it's funny because they have people getting left at the altar all the time in television and movies. Never heard of it ever happening <laughs> in real life. No. <laughs> yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess I, I'm trying to think if I've even heard about people canceling an engagement. I feel like I've heard that a couple times, mm-hmm. but never the day of the wedding or the, the week of the wedding or anything like that. Yeah. In this case, the morning of the wedding. That's <laughs> <laughs> people love from uh so then we have a uh, little luke who's just the best i absolutely love this character and this storyline mm-hmm. it is so cute yeah yeah and i like that he's so different to the other kids that we've had on the show before yeah um you know he has his own sort of issues and interests and you know of course they always you know fall in love with the horses and what have you but it just feels like his connection to Ty is especially very unique. Um, yeah, they just got so lucky with oh, this kid. He's such he's a good so actor. He's so cute. And the way he tries to take care of his mom, it feels so authentic. Like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that this kid would really behave that way. And uh, I just, mm-hmm. he's so cute. And so him and Ty are working on this STEM project, this technology project and he's making a remote control truck and uh, i remember it kind of reminded me of when i was around his age and we had to do a project on birds and i got assigned the canadian geese and we had to draw a or perhaps some kind of artwork to go along with the project Mm -hmm. and uh, my mom made me uh measure everything and use a ruler and and all the stuff and I was just like so annoyed with her. <laughs> she was like no we're going to do it right we're gonna you know I'm not just gonna because my my tendency is more to just kind of 
get it done you know yeah. i don't like kind of I, I don't like things hanging over me even when i was you know young i wanted to just do it and you know, she's like no you need to measure and you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, but that's such a good experience for kids is as having to kind of have the patience and uh and do a project like this yeah yeah but not give up the first failure you know mm -hmm. but just you know tinker and just you know that's part of and ty's got such a good relationship with them as well and it really shows how far they've come that you know He's teaching them all of these sort of methods to <clears throat> to calm down and to take a breath and yeah we sort of saw that a few episodes ago to sort of see it sort of um, make its way um, into this episode was fantastic um, yeah so good. well and Amy's getting kind of upset because of Will and you know she says that Will was the one that brought us back together mm -hmm. uh, the, which is true. And so Luke sees that and he says, is Amy okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, and then Ty says, we can't always hide our emotions. If we did, people wouldn't know when we need comfort or help. Mm -hmm. Just so sweet. Yeah. And yeah, then it's, it's a good way to sort of, for Ty to sort of get a little bit of a breakthrough. Um, you know, I was a little worried we were going to go on others, you know, have to wait till next season to sort of, meet his mom and sort of get a little bit further with them. But yeah, it was a nice way of, you know, getting a little bit step, a little bit more of his backstory. Yeah. And then he says, my mom cries sometimes. I try to make her feel better. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> poor, poor Luke. Because I mean, I mean, I was very lucky uh, to come from a very stable, happy home. But I remember when when my mom uh, got pregnant, she had to go on full bed rest, and I was always I always internalized the worry and the stress and other things like that a lot and mm -hmm. if you uh, check out my journals from each of those when when that happened I would write about how I was so worried about my mom and worried if she was going to be okay and and all this stuff and I'm sure I didn't actually like say any of that to my mm -hmm. to my parents uh, but it was it was a, a hard time so I can relate to you in the the sense of just as a little kid you a lot of times kind of take the take burdens on you that you don't need to that that's okay those for that's for the adults to worry about not for you know a little 10 year old uh, that was worried about her mom yeah yeah for sure yeah definitely had some of that as well my mom's you know in and out of the hospital you know constantly mm -hmm. um you know all of her different sort of illnesses and and yeah you just internalize it and you know your parents do the best they can to sort of shield you from it but you know <clears throat> kids are very um pick up on things a lot easier than yeah. you know the parents would imagine um and you feed off each other's emotions as well so definitely if there's like you know an atmosphere in the house so you know you, you definitely pick up on that and you imagine Luke you know being all on his own you know he's got nobody to sort of, sort of help him with it you know it's it's sort of it's it's one of the reasons I'm glad we have you know these storylines in Heartland and you have a character like Clint who's really mm -hmm. you know <clears throat> doing you know so much for these kids and you know he's not putting them into foster care right away he's giving his mum a chance and he's it's a it's a very sort of sympathetic and I would hope realistic look at you know yeah he's clint is a good character i mean what yeah. he does right and then his connection with ty and and uh yeah, yeah. with georgie and then yeah you often see those Luke. kind of characters being sort of villainized right um, right <clears throat> he's very much not that yeah and luke says sometimes she makes pancakes in the middle of the night and we have fun and then she's sad again <laughs> yeah yeah and i wasn't sure if that was sort of hitting that 
you know, maybe she has, like, like I said, you know, some sort of mental illness or, you know, personality mm-hmm. disorder or, you know, bipolar or, you know, it could be a, a, a variety of different things. It could just yeah. be, you know. I think there's definitely something, something in that, uh, in that uh, realm going on. Uh, But then we have Lisa coming back. Uh, Jack is uh, at the, um, the uh, fishing cabin. Uh, Lisa comes back and Tim is really rude to Lisa. Yeah. Like awful. (laughs) Yeah, he um, he says, uh, "What's more important, your aunt or your husband?" Which is rough. <laughs> yeah, considering like, I mean, we're not a big fan of the aunt, but she was sick, um, and Lisa has her own family, so you know, she was kind of. And it's not like Jack was here by himself. You know, he has his whole family around him. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Lisa was definitely in a difficult <laughs> position, and yeah. Yeah, Tim's just these are these are the moments where I'm just like, oh my god, have you made no progress whatsoever? And then yeah. like a couple of scenes later, he's t- he's talking about all of the regrets and things. <laughs> he's wanting Lou to go, you know, break up away. I'm like, pick a lane, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> lane, yeah. Well, and he he's just so judgmental of everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yet he's far from perfect himself. You think he would tone it down a little bit. I mean, and yeah. even if you really do think that Lisa's a horrible person for what she's done, how is it going to be helpful at all to have this confrontation? You know, like, what are you, what is he hoping to gain? And she's going to yeah. like, I mean, I guess apologize to him, but I mean, I don't know. I just feel like he's not, this isn't really any of his business. None of, none of his business you know it's Jack was perfectly you know obviously missed Lisa but he was perfectly okay with her being away for as long as she was and yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so then we have more with Luke and Ty Uh, they run into some bumps in the road with the truck and it seems like they're actually like building this from scratch like they're not using a kit or anything like that yeah, it feels like it's just, you know, a bunch of parts from different things and they're sort mm-hmm. of cobbling it together. Yeah. Um, but it makes sense because that is very in line with two, you know, tires. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think it seems like a much better project because I think mm-hmm. uh, most kids just get like a kit when they're yeah. doing something like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, but he gets pretty frustrated at one point and he, but he says, uh, and he's going to like destroy the truck and Ty's like, no. and he and but then he says if i do this i will show everyone i could do something right which is just oh (laughs) your heart yeah yeah Yeah, because you you sort of get the feeling that you know he's been sort of looked down on in school as well and and, you know that's Mm -hmm. no obviously his teachers and his you know doesn't have friends who sort of understand what he's going through yeah well, and it's hard okay. when a kid has true trauma going on at home, mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to be effective at school. They're not going to no. be able to get their homework absolutely done not. and their other things. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely not. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a shame that his teachers aren't, you know, very understanding, it seems like. Yeah. Um, you know, a kid isn't going to be able to focus on what he has to focus on when he's got those concerns at home yeah um so jack uh he uh he's starts fishing and uh and then he rescues this duck uh but as he's doing so he gets kind of caught up in the in the current and uh and falls over and uh hits his head pretty bad mm-hmm. classic heartland head injury yeah, right. <laughs> At least it wasn't in a ravine. <laughs> it's not uh, a car accident. Uh, uh, but uh, but yeah, so he kind of he sees Will and they have this conversation through the course of the episode, uh, which was really well done. 
Uh, Will mm. says that his time on the rodeo circuit was the wildest and happiest times. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's sort of fun. Well, not, not fun, but I do like this element of, like, bringing back characters that have passed on or, you know, having these conversations, um, you know, that can sort of function in very different, in various different ways. You know, you can look at it as, you know, a religious, you know, spin on it, or you can, mm-hmm. you know, look at it as more sort of spiritual or as a dream, or, you know, you can sort of, you know, put your own experience on it and your own beliefs. Um, and I yeah. think they do it very well. They sort of get the balance of that that right. Yeah, it's true. It's it's not from like one religious sect or perspective. It's mm-hmm. just a overall sort of view of the afterlife and and mm-hmm. a spirituality that anybody could almost tap into. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Jack says that he says, "I want to thank you, Will." for all that you've done for me and uh and he says you can't be gone will it's too soon yeah yeah it's hard to like i'm seeing that a little bit more with my dad just now like so many like a few of his friends in the past couple of years have passed away um yeah and imagine it must be such a hard point of life to get when you start losing friends more and more um yeah, it's it just seems like such a difficult point in life to get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, he says you're my best friend, Will, and I never told you that, and I was going to tell you. Yeah, that's such a good moment as well. Yeah, you gotta you gotta tell you gotta when you have the chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Will says I have no regrets. Just looking in on the horses for me. And uh, and so then this is when. Uh, Tim finds Jack and so so now Tim can say he's rescued he's saved his life twice <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he doesn't t- take out like a little notepad and write it down and like, <laughs> that's another that's another one Jack you owe me uh, yeah and uh, yeah he says uh, he says I've just got to figure out how to save my own life he saved Jack's twice <laughs> It does seem like the kind of thing Tim would do of like holding that against him. Like yeah. you owe your life, but he probably knows that he won't get anywhere with that with Jack. <laughs> yeah, He's not a bad. Would be, yeah. Uh, would be moved right away again. And he says, I've got, uh, I've gotten a, a big second chance just like Will and what did I do? Nothing. So that was a pretty vulnerable moment for Tim. Mm-hmm. And I'd say that, I mean, he he hasn't done nothing. He's been difficult a lot of the time, but he's got the rodeo school. Uh, he's, you know, his relationship with his daughters is pretty good. His granddaughters. And, uh, and then he has uh, his um, relationship with Jade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got his a son that we don't talk about anymore (laughs) (laughs) his granddaughters but uh but jack says you're not alone tim and uh, i felt like this felt like the season finale do you did you feel that yeah yeah this definitely felt like the season finale um i was actually surprised that it was sort of a a contained Mm -hmm. it means a little bit of crossover but it didn't really feel like a like a sort of two-parter um, situation. So yeah, it was it was an interesting uh, way to structure the episode. Yeah, yeah. So Maya comes to visit, and uh, that's when Lou says that she's going to go with Fred. <laughs> um, and then uh, Lou is talking to Mitch. Says, "Why would you want me at the wedding?" And Mitch says, "Because I want you." Dot dot dot. At the wedding. <laughs> yeah, I was just feeling bad for Maya at this point. I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I I was too. And I don't know. How do you feel about 
Michelle Morgan and Kevin McGarry's chemistry? Do you think it's strong or what do you think? Um, I think like when they're both on the same page um, and their physical sort of chemistry is very good. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like it, it works then, but I feel like 90% of the time that's not what Lou and Mitch have been. <laughs> um, it feels like they have been so on and off and so in different places. Um, and even by the end of this, I'm not convinced that they should even have, you know, taken a chance. Again. Yeah, I kind of feel that too. Feel, it doesn't feel any different. Um, we'll see, I guess. But I do think that they have good chemistry when, like I said, when they're not, you know, compa- combative and, you know, arguing about <laughs> the relationship. Yeah. But, it never really gets started but yeah like that meadow moment um from i believe it was last season um like that is still one of the best sort of match and 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 loo moments and those sort mm-hmm. of when they first got together like their chemistry was so good but yeah i feel like they have sort of diminished a little bit for me for some reason i feel like with Lou, they never like establish do the establishing relationship things. Like we don't see her with either Peter or with Mitch, like going on dates and building. It's always just like, she goes from like a little flirting to. Zero to a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred. So that, that makes it a little bit harder to get invested in the couple. I think when they do yeah. that, I don't know why they always do that with her. Yeah. It feels like they do that with, with so many. I feels like the only sort of courtships we've seen as being Amy and Ty and and um oh god like Jack and Lisa maybe uh-huh. yeah yeah it's like everyone else it's the same sort of all or nothing sort of approach well and so Lisa does tell Jack she says sorry I was away so long and then I think it's Jack who says funny how we think of families being so strong when it's so delicate mm-hmm which is really true. I mean, my family, it's, it's challenging because we have so many different personality types in my family. I mean, there's six kids and we're all very strong personalities and we're all uh, very opinionated and just like, it's, it's, it's hard to get everybody happy and Uh, kind of you know on somewhat of the same page because we're all just so different and I remember thinking that last last year around Christmas that it was just like I took a deep breath because it just felt like this was the first time in a long time that everybody seemed happy and Mm -hmm. like at a peaceful spot in their life and it's just like you just want to like hold that forever because it doesn't always happen it seems like there's always at least one person that's having a uh, you know struggle yeah you know when you have a big family it's gonna happen yeah. mm-hmm. but yeah so sort of cherish those moments yes um and so ty and luke they uh they crush it on the uh truck and he gets first place and it was so cute and i loved when they're showing off the truck and he's like look boots <laughs> it works <laughs> oh that's so yeah. cute. So cute. Uh, and, uh, and then he wants to give the certificate to Ty. Oh my God. Like when you and, put it on the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how can you not want to be Luke's parent when he, yeah. something like that happens and he's giving you the <laughs> certificate? Oh, yeah. He's so good. Yeah. And I love this for Amy and Ty of like, you know, them going down the sort of, you know, foster care sort of route. Yeah, um, you do. Because, it, you know, it is very sort of suited to their characters and their personalities of like, they absolutely respect, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 you know, the parent, um, but they are just sort of there to sort of help the kids along they're the perfect the perfect people for that um yeah 
feel like the show's done a great job of sort of fostering those characters. Yeah, and I mean, I guess they're going to have to have Luke at the house. I wonder if he'll take Amy's old room. Because mm-hmm. we know, we, we found out, I think it was last time when Amy uh, got upset about Lisa using her room or the time before, I can't remember. But anyway, we found out this season that her room is still available. Amy Shrine in there. Right. <laughs> yeah, they'd probably have to change it a bit for a boy, but uh, but still. Uh, I, I guess that's, I mean, because I think it's just, there's just one bedroom in the um, loft apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But... But it was so cute when he gave him that certificate. It was adorable. All right. So this was a really good episode. It was emotional. It it advanced the the pretty much every single character got some kind of a, a growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that particularly, like I said, Sean was was very good uh, as Jack uh, in his grief and everything. And um so I would give this one. You want to give it a ten? I think I might give it a ten. I don't really have that much critique. I like, yeah, I feel like we should give it a ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor of the podcast. From Jenny Martz, the USA Today best-selling author of award-winning books filled with love, laughter, and always a happily ever after, comes a sweet, funny, and heartfelt Western romance that will have you swooning. Jenny Martz's. Cowboy Ever After is a fish-out-of-water, grumpy, sunshine romance that follows a shy author from the city, her jaded cowboy host, and their journey to trust and love again over a week together on a ranch in Montana. The perfect romance for your summer reading list, Publishers Weekly calls Cowboy Ever After a sweet tale that will have readers eager to return to this picture-perfect Montana town. Available now on Amazon and in stores at Barnes & Noble and select bookstores. For more information about Cowboy Ever After and other titles by Jenny Martz, visit www.jennymartz.com. That's www.jennymartz.com. Or use the affiliate link in the description section below. All right. So then the next episode is called Room to Grow. And it's just the family helps Will Vernon round up his wild horses. I feel like that's... (laughs) They're obviously trying to be cagey so that they don't spoil... But like, I feel like that's not a very good description of this. Yeah, when you messaged me a couple of days ago to like, like the prepare yourself, it's an emotional one. And uh-huh. I read the description of like the previous episode and I was like, well, that is very vague. It could be anything, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> like a heartbreak comes to heart. Like, what does that, that could mean anything? Yeah. <laughs> well, basically we have kind of two things going on. You have... Then Jack trying to help Doreen to uh, get the horse, save the horses, Will's wild horses. And like, you have to be insane. I'm sorry. If you buy this land and your first response is we're going to send all the horses to the slaughterhouse. We're not going to look at any other options. We're just going to go. And we're even going to trick the owners to thinking that we're like, how evil is that? Like we'll make them think that we're sending them off to like a happy place, but no, we're we're sending them to a slaughterhouse. Like it's like a horror yeah, like, movie. Like, yeah, <coughs> yeah. The uh, that you would want land like that, that you would want a house like that, and but you would be so cold about hor- wild horses is yeah. insane. It's crazy. Yeah. But that's what's happening. I was happening. so convinced we were going to have to deal with these people as well. Yeah. Um, I'm glad it was sort of a very sort of smooth transition of moving these horses because, yeah, I thought we were going to have to deal with some evil slaughterhouse owners or something. Right, yeah. Well, and they had already had, was it, wasn't it Will's, no, it wasn't Will's son. It was the neighbor's son that was bitter about the horses, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, those poor horses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. At least they'll have Amy and Thailand to like uh-huh. <laughs> live until the end of days because I, I doubt Amy will, you know, be without them now. Yeah. I I guess you can't just like let these kind of wild horses completely free, right? Mm-hmm. 
because they're kind of got this in between of being taken care of but also being wild yeah it feels like they're sort of in a sort of open enclosure if that makes sense mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels like they're sort of very contained um to a certain space yeah um, and taken care of um yeah it feels like they're not just like going on and it feels like where they are that they don't they're not at risk of going on you know anyone else's land other than you know the heartland yeah so we have tim talking to mitch and uh, mitch says i'm getting like cold feet i'm not sure not sure i should marry maya and tim says yeah i mean i was nervous but not about marrying marion mm-hmm. and uh, that was a nice moment for tim i thought yeah yeah it was a nice moment but i'm still not convinced of like him being so invested in Lou and Mitch. <laughs> like it feels like two episodes ago he couldn't stand Mitch. right so, yeah, yeah no that's like, true such a quick turnaround um <laughs> for him so yeah mm-hmm yeah, yeah, well, I mean, he's always toughest. Uh, I'm sure he'll be tough again on Mitch once he's actually a, um, uh, well, not an official son-in-law, but mm-hmm. they're actually in a relationship. Then he'll probably go back to uh, thinking he's the worst because he did the same thing with Peter too. Yeah. He thinks his yeah. son-in-laws are worthless. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But it was nice hearing him talk about Marion. Yeah. That was yeah, sweet. Yeah, I feel like that's the, the sort of um, the thing that always sort of saves him a little bit of ever going too far. Um, as he's always got that sort of thing that centers him. Well, and so then we also get Georgie and Wyatt. And Georgie says, Wyatt, it wasn't your fault. I missed my horse show, which kind of was. But also she shouldn't have gone to that concert that was stupid yeah that was so stupid and you know <laughs> i feel like why is a little bit right and that you know they're they're young but they're also you know they're on such different paths even though they are so young so i'm a little confused as to why Georgie wants them to get back together if she's literally leaving in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Wyatt says, I think we should break up. We're going in different directions. Let's save ourselves a lot of heart- heartbreak and end it now. I mean, I guess I always, and I've said this a million times, but I always feel like, why does it need to be so intense? They're in high school. Just have fun, mm-hmm. you know? Why does it need to be like yeah. all this heartbreak and yeah. <laughs> just just have fun together? Yeah, I feel like they should do what they were doing and like go to the movies and have fun and go to concerts yeah. and yeah, do all of that. But you know, you don't have to like be in this big, <laughs> huge relationship where it has to end, you know, dramatically every couple of months. Yeah, I mean, what are they expecting to be the ending at this point? They're going to get married. Yeah, I think this is like the third time they've broken up and possibly gotten back together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just. <laughs> I mean, if I had a teenage daughter, I would strongly discourage her from getting serious uh, in high school. I would say just just have fun. Don't no need to go steady uh, at this point. There's no there's no like end game. I mean, so there's no point. Just wait until you're in you wait until you're older mm-hmm. to like really start your relationship i mean and my best friend in high school she married her high school sweetheart uh but you know it wasn't until she was in college college, (laughs) and they had a baby so that definitely moved things uh with things along too but they're still together it's amazing all these years later so they they beat the odds Uh, and i don't know i just that's the thing because I, I people kind of tease me sometimes that I don't like things with teenagers um it's not that it's just that I feel like it's rarely done well it's rarely done in a way that I feel like is authentic that actually feels like a real teenager it always feels like I'm watching something about college students or young adults uh not 
teenagers. And it's so refreshing when I actually watch them and I think, oh, this actually feels like the way teenagers actually behave uh, in, mm-hmm. instead of, you know, 20 somethings. I mean, you guys show like yeah. Lee ridiculous. <laughs> so, I mean, they all looked like they were 30 yeah. uh, in going to this high school. I mean, and uh, yeah. so when you get, like, I actually think Sweet Magnolias does a great job with those teen. Uh, I don't know if you watch that show, but the teen performances feel very authentic to me and they actually feel like teenagers. And so I like that. It just, mm-hmm. I, I rarely get that experience uh, that it always feels kind of too melodramatic. I don't know. Just doesn't connect with me and anything that I felt uh, in um, high school. I, you know, I was not, I didn't date that much in high school. So I guess <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I just recently watched an indie movie uh, that I thought was pretty good called Coast uh, that uh, I thought felt very authentic to what a lot of teenagers actually feel. It's this girl that uh, she is just so frustrated with her small town. She lives in an agricultural town in um, California and she just wants to get away. And that I connect with way more than like some intense relationship kind of a thing that I definitely felt that, especially with my, when I was graduating from high school, my mom was pregnant. And so the last place that I wanted to be was home, you know, <laughs> dealing with all of that pressure and, and, uh, and, you know, dealing with the baby and everything. And that was, that was not what I, I was about when I was <laughs> 17. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, it, it's a pretty good movie. She, um, uh, she, uh, starts seeing this boy who is a, um, singer in a punk rock band and uh yeah so there's some romance in it but um but anyway that was a good little little movie that i thought handled the teenage characters well and for the most part i think georgie is a a good character they do a good job with her i just Mm -hmm. i just i don't know not i don't really care that much about her relationships yeah it feels like they, they never quite strike the balance a lot of times like I know sort of in the UK, a lot of our shows where, you know, they have the sort of teenager storylines, they tend, mm-hmm. to, tend to cast actual teenagers, whereas that's not the case in a lot of American TV. Yeah. Um, yeah. It feels like the thing with this show is they do actually cast teenagers. It's just when you have adults writing <laughs> for the teenagers, they tend to sort of not mm-hmm. um, get the truth of it um, or what? put it on sort of more adult storylines yeah yeah and sometimes they're obviously kind of aspirational escape escapism Mm -hmm. like i just finished watching the um summer i turned pretty and Mm -hmm. that one is obvious escapism it's not really trying to be that realistic it's not trying to be gritty or you know kind of a thing Mm -hmm. um and i wouldn't i don't know how realistic heartland is but i feel like it's not really escapism either mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying with yeah. georgie and her character mm-hmm. so they can't kind of play that card <laughs> yeah uh but i uh, the i do think she has pretty good chemistry with wyatt uh and more so than adam that's for sure <laughs> yeah for sure but yeah mm-hmm. it just i like them when they sort of let them play together um and it feels like they haven't really had an opportunity to do that um because it is just non-stop drama <laughs> um yeah yeah i just feel like they should let them be kids together because that's when they're at their most fun yeah um, and it's when they're the most fun to watch yeah like the gopher museum episode was a lot of fun mm-hmm. between the two of them uh so then we have uh yeah tim he uh, brings the uh semi herd uh, truck uh for them so that they can get all the horses and that was a good tim moment yeah yeah that was fun and then uh we have tim talking to lou and you know saying that you know you you have to be true to yourself and i mean he jack tells him don't interfere 
in her life leave well enough alone but tim can't do that that's not tim <laughs> yeah uh like the opposite way of telling like getting tim to stay out with something yeah so amy is feeling a lot of worry about luke she's thinking about him a lot mm-hmm. and then we get this whole thing with uh, his mom uh, trying to leave and uh, Luke goes and buys sandwiches and and then you, his mom says where would I be without my sunshine oh. yeah it's so sweet but also like you understand the pressure that Luke's under when she says mm-hmm. things like that yeah like, you know he has such a crazy amount of responsibility um way too much of a responsibility yeah i mean no child should be the emotion absolutely not yeah yeah like like no child should be the emotional support Mm -hmm. for the family you know keeping everything together that's just a lot of pressure yeah and so amy and ty say that they can have the horses on their land uh which again i think that gives more reason why i think we're gonna see what luke moving into the house uh because Mm -hmm. they're obviously not building anytime soon yeah it feels like they should probably get started on that yeah Um, because i was like well how is however they approved this because you know he doesn't have a bedroom but i imagine it's because jack is already sort of pre-approved um Mm -hmm. So that probably helps their case a little bit mm-hmm. because yeah, yeah. The, the, this loft idea wasn't was fine to begin with but now it's sort of it's reached its limitations mm-hmm. well yeah that's true and and they do have the advantage that you know Lou and Peter had gone through the process mm-hmm. as well to get mm-hmm. Georgie yeah that's true yeah mm-hmm. so Tim tells Lou that I says I would give anything to have another chance with your mother. You don't want any regrets. Yeah. And uh, so she races off, and the uh, the sheep are in her way, and she's just it's just a bunch of sheep. <laughs> <laughs> so she I've runs. Never seen someone like who lives, grew up in the country, and lives in the country of like being so eloquent to deal with like the everyday yeah i mean i feel like yeah, they would kind of move the the, the sheep yeah, like i feel like that's of, not it a... yeah you just sort of move them like you have them <laughs> in scotland everywhere you just sort of move them <laughs> but it was it provided some tension and she yeah. gets to the church and it's empty uh, and i mean i i have to say i i always felt like she was a little bit ambivalent towards mitch Mm-hmm. uh i didn't think she was like that into mitch yeah it's it's difficult because it doesn't feel like some sort of like epic love story that's the issue because mm-hmm. um, you haven't had those steps that's not what we're saying yeah. mm-hmm. so it doesn't feel like it's and i've had so many like episodes and seasons so that you know time isn't an excuse here um I just don't think they've done the work in order to make us believe that you know they are the you know the next epic love story and you know yeah this, this chapter of Heartlands um yeah it's just yeah. disappointing um well, and again setting up in the way that they did and that you know there's essentially just hurting someone um mm-hmm. because they weren't honest about how they felt about each other so yeah so then Lou tells him that she loves him and Mitch says there wasn't a wedding. Maya and I broke up and called it off. Uh, and then so then Mitch goes and apologizes to the minister, the pastor. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, yeah. Um, and then Lou says, why did you call off the wedding? And he, and she, he says, why didn't you say any of this six months ago um and mitch says i've got to figure out my life and lou says i'm not going to wait for another time so yeah 
go. <laughs> yeah, it feels like probably not the best idea to go from like calling off your wedding to like a committed relationship with someone yeah. else. Yeah, that's a lot day. to absorb. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even mean. Yeah, no way. <laughs> Um, so then Georgie says to Wyatt says you're a coward life takes everyone in different directions but if two people want to be together then they make the decision to travel on the same path for a while I know what I want the question is what do you want figure it out and let me know again what does that mean be together at this point yeah they're they have a very limited amount of time together (laughs) so yeah what does it mean and again, they're not going to get married. They're not like living together. So what are they even yeah. talking about? <laughs> yeah. And it also feels very obvious that Georgie is going to go to Europe. So yeah, it, it's just, mm-hmm. just have fun together. <laughs> so Luke's mom, Andrea is her name. She basically passes out in the car. She, mm-hmm. uh, she, she's i don't know if she's on some kind of drugs or what is she on um but luke uh calls um ty and amy and they come with clint and andrea says you can buy all the horses in the world but i'm still his mother he's my son um and then i think it's ty who says luke doesn't need a weekend in the country we can give him a home mm-hmm. um and they ask each other, do we have space in our lives for Luke? Oh, it was so, so good because yeah. obviously, I mean, I, I can understand why Andrea feels defensive of mm-hmm. her life and her child and everything like that. And I don't think she's a bad person, but uh, he, it's obviously a better situation to have a loving uh, mother and father type figure with Amy and Ty. Yeah, it's such an awful, like, situation of, like, yeah, she's not a bad person, and it's obviously heartbreaking to sort of see your child be provided for in a way that you can, mm-hmm. um, you know, emotionally, phys- physically, like, mm-hmm. yeah, financially, it's just... It's, it's too bad. Story. It's too bad that it can't be looked at as just more love for luke Mm -hmm. more love in his life like they they don't have to be in competition with each other yeah yeah and And i like that they sort of made it seem made it sort of that you know this is you know not forever it's you know his mom is hopefully going to get help and and going to get better Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's important that he has some structure while that's happening yeah. And important for Luke to know that everything's going to be, you know, okay. And that she's going to get help and, and, and Luke is, he's, they say someone needs to take care of you, not you taking care of your mom. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then she says during my darkest and rainiest days, you are my sunshine, which was so sweet. Yeah. It was good. Um, and then, uh, they, they take, uh, Luke up to watch the wild horses and that scene with Ty, Amy and Wendy and Luke. Oh, I'm so, so good. Cute. So cute. Wendy's yeah. so well, like <laughs> yeah. holding onto Ty's leg is so cute. That was so cute. Yeah. That was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you get the ending with amy with the stallion which was perfect Mm that's like totally harland in a scene Mm -hmm. um and then jack offers uh for tim to move back into the house he's gonna regret this Rachel. (laughs) first episode of the next season is them like yeah i think so Well, and I don't even know why, what's wrong with, uh, with the camper, with RV. That's plenty of room for one person. Yeah, just like let them stay at the end of the driveway. Don't, don't yeah. let them come back into the house. They'll drive you crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would do. And then you can have Luke have Amy's room. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I think some space between Jack and Tim is probably a good idea. But yeah, 
what do we know what do we know <laughs> so what would you give this episode one to ten um i would give this a nine 9.5 yeah i think so i think so it's a, a really good good episode and uh all the melodrama that you you could want uh want for especially the the luke parts i just love that character and i love how they've done that so mm-hmm. very good uh yeah if you're listening let us know what you think of these two episodes and season 12 as a whole we thought it was really strong we're excited can you believe we're going on to season 13 yeah it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah especially these short seasons we're just going through them so quickly yeah yeah it's wild so yeah let us know what you think and michelle where can people find you um on twitter at michelle Lord benson Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. So check that out. Also, make sure you're following the podcast, a Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. Five stars. It helps us a lot. And we very much appreciate it. And also make sure to check out the patron group and merch store. If you're listening on YouTube, please give us a video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.